Welcome to Tough Love, the love and relationship podcast with me, Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist. And me, Mairead Lachman, matchmaker, dating specialist and the founder of Love HQ Matchmaking. This week, we'll be talking about resetting your relationships, whether it's you're already married or whether you're single and looking for love in 2023. Did you know studies from law firms have shown that divorce rates can rise by up to one third after Christmas, leading some people to grimly refer to January as divorce month? That's really interesting, right? And uh, I don't think anyone's surprised at the divorce um, month. But here's another interesting little fact that um, February the 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, has been coined the Love Reset Day because people have a kind of moment of truth. They feel disappointed or I suppose they recheck in some ways their relationship and uh, whether they're in one or whether they would like to be in one. So people kind of begin to look at resetting their what they're thinking about dating, what they're thinking about relationships and whether they need to adjust or change something. So uh, today we're going to talk about all that so here we Fantastic. go how are you great to be back and recording pods and seeing how we get on everything how did you get on over the christmas break or new year's break well i i have to say i'm a real christmas person i absolutely loved it um there was a bit of sickness around you know the house not me thank thankfully but um yeah really i love christmas i love the getting together the gatherings um and yeah i didn't feel overdone i was just saying uh, there earlier to um to Shane that it's you know when there's too much around or too much drink too much food I'm slightly inclined to hold back a bit so I didn't get that awful feeling that I used to have at Christmas that you're overdone and worn out so yeah, yeah feeling kind of Just good nice about myself break. and I love the whole thing of New Year I have a great thing about January I think it's a great time to kind of you know those in between days and then January comes yes. up think about your life think about where you're going think about what's going well I'm, I kind of do that automatically instinctively I think so yeah, I think that's important. I think it's nice just to reset. I think, you know what it is? Mm. I think it's nice having the time to actually think because coming up to Christmas, I was so busy trying to get everybody out on dates before yes. Christmas. Then, of course, I had my own partying to do. So, <laughs> you know, coming up to Christmas, I was like, oh my God, I just need one night off. It was just a little bit crazy there for yeah. a week or two. Um, but then I find that Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, it is nice to just reset, take a bit of time, wear a few nice outfits. Yeah. I went down to Glass and Lake House, my favourite place. I'm sure I've probably mentioned it before and I mm. certainly will. I've been there twice over Christmas. I stayed there for a few days over the weekend. Lovely. Um, last weekend and I'm going down this weekend. It's just the way, the way it's all worked. But I just think it's nice. Like I went over there um, we had some wine and, uh, you know, cheese boards, just chilling out, looking out over mm. the lake and went to uh, Carton House for a, a little bit of time and everything. And I just think it's nice just to just to be, you know, not always yeah. running and racing. Um, I think as well, it puts a little bit of perspective on life. And I think we all needed it because we yeah. had all the, the ups and downs of last year and lockdowns and everything. It's just nice to have a bit of a chill out time. But I suppose, like, look, yourself and myself have been talking a little bit over and back. Mm -hmm. um, most people come to you because they want to change something within their life, you know, yes. or their relationship isn't going the way it is, or they want to get into a relationship and they know there's something holding them back. Everybody comes to me because they'd like to find love and eventually, you know, they may be sick of online dating or maybe haven't gone on a date and they're thinking to themselves, you know, I just want to start again or I just want to, you know, have the motivation to get going. Yeah. So this week, I thought we would talk about pressing reset on all relationships, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you don't know where to start, whether mm -hmm. you're widowed and you don't know how to get back out there and um, mm -hmm. how to have better relationships, how to have more success in dating this year. Like, I just think January is a great time for people to consciously think about what they want from the year ahead and yes. 
sometimes relationships get left behind. We think about business targets, think about, um, you know, kind career. of where we're going to go on holidays, career, mm-hmm. all the places we want to go. But we sometimes don't think, you know, am I happy in my relationships or what would I like from that? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I, I really agree with you. I think, uh, you know, I'm one of these people, I don't have much time for resolutions because I think they're self-defeating. Yeah. You know, you set a big fat bar yes. miles ahead, over your head and um, day two, you're having the drink. Uh, you know, day three, you're back on the smokes or whatever it is, you know, or you can't yeah. face, face that run. So I just, I, I'm, I'm always is much more gentle with people about it. I think it's much more about tweaking life than mm-hmm. resolutions. And I think yes. that's kind of where we want to look at, as you say, in terms of relationships. Let's not just look at, you know, people look at health and they look at fitness and it's all mm-hmm. over everything. Absolutely. But we're looking at relationships. How can you reset? Did you know, Mairead, that um, the 15th of February, the day after Valentine's, is actually mm-hmm. has been called by some as Love Reset Day. And the reason is that... No I, way, is it? Yes, after Valentine's. Just when we were thinking about this, I, I you know, I came across it in, in reading. And uh, mm-hmm. it is... You wonder why we're doing it today. Well, I think any day is a good reset day, frankly. But um, yes. Valentine, the day after Valentine's has been sort of coined reset day, love reset day, because people maybe have that moment of truth where they say, God, here I am, I'm on my own, or here I am with him and he's not what I want, where I want to be, yes. or I'm in this relationship and it's not going well. And so people are inclined, or, you know, to, to sort of rethink on that day. But January, and so that's what we're well, sort of presenting today. Yeah, well, this is the busiest time of year. So last Sunday would have been called Dating Sunday. So it's the busiest time of the year for online dating. 30% more matches on that day than any other time of year. And I get it. You know, Mm. they've just had Christmas. Like, there's so many reasons. There's like, there's no, they're going to be getting wedding invitations in the post. Um, They maybe know that they want to book a holiday and who are they going to have their holiday with. They may have Mm. spent time with friends and family that are married and do have children already. Um, and then as well, they're consciously thinking, about what would I like for my my year ahead? So it yeah. is the busiest time of year. I, as a matchmaker, would have had, I'd say, over 350 people coming to me uh, over Christmas, um, inquiring about what our service is. I'm pretty booked up now for the next few months. Um, so it is that time of year when people are going, let's go, let's start. So yeah. like maybe we can look at, first of all, like somebody that is in a relationship, that if they are thinking to themselves, like what? do I do? How do I make this better? I'm not happy with this. Like yourself and myself were talking to somebody recently and they were saying that they just can't put up with their partner anymore. They just, you know, um, are Mm. where they are. They're tired um, of how he maybe talks to people when they're in company, if they're her people as opposed to his people. Um, And, you know, where do you start? I Well, I think... I think if we're going to start with, if you're starting there with people who are in relationships um, yes. already and a little disappointed or d- disappointed mm-hmm. about something. And I think I think it's important to say there's, you know, particularly in long term relationships, there's there's many disappointments come along. And um, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's where the relationship kind of grows a little bit, where you encounter that, that maybe you expected a little more and it isn't really coming. But all in mm-hmm. all and in the overall, you still love this person. So um, I think we have to see see flat periods in that context, you know, that it's not always a reason yeah. to move or run or change, but sometimes it is. And we've done all of that. So I'm just putting that in, in that context. But I think that if you want 
to reset in terms of the, when the relationship is there. The first thing that you have to do is create space for yourself. I've always felt that. So whether you're single yeah. or in a relationship or otherwise, I think it's step back, create some space for yourself um, kind of tune into yourself a little bit, tune into your own wants, mm-hmm. needs and desires. That That's something that people lose sometimes within a relationship at many points. And I think also even in the dating zone, people can, they can sort of slightly lose sight of themselves. I hear that a lot from people, you know, who come to me for help in terms of relationships. They find it hard to keep themselves fully present and not be just sort of pleasing and making it work yeah. and, you know, all of that. You know, that they don't like to, they're not sure that it's okay to kind of reveal themselves. Where, of course, I think, as you know, and I'm repeating myself, I always say, reveal yourself early because that's yes. how you save time. Do you think sometimes when you do kind of go to press reset on yourself sometimes Mm -hmm. that you can sometimes have a little bit of resistance from the people around you? Because, you know, we are creatures of habit. We do have form, we'll say, to a certain extent. Like I sometimes found in the past where if I was doing a big thing, you know, of losing weight, so I'm now all of a sudden into dieting and out exercising and everything like you have certain friends that it suited them because you went for lunch with them the whole time or you're the Mm -hmm. person that they went for cake and tea with and all of a sudden you just want the tea and so they don't want to have the cake on their own you know it's the small little things like that do you find in relationships or when people come to you for therapy um do you find sometimes that when one partner does want to make an active change that there can be a little bit of resistance um, yes, I suppose. But I, I, in a way, I think that the reset is a private journey. So in some ways, okay. it's better not to personally, I think it's it's about yeah. sort of creating that space for yourself, tuning into yourself. Um, I know you mentioned that girl at one point, but I quite like her. Um, I'll tell you her name now. It's, um, it's Cass, Jennifer Cass. She does a thing, the seven day love reset plan. And I, I just read it through and I thought, yeah, she's, you know, some of the things I would really like there. You know, she talks mm-hmm. a lot about slowing down. Down, getting in touch with how you feel. It's kind of about tuning into you and also being, you know, step two is kind of being the compassionate observer in yourself. You know, look at yourself, look at what you're doing, mm-hmm. not in a not in a, a, a judgmental way, but look at where where you're spending your time. Look at look at where you're letting your energy yes. go. And I, I would be mm-hmm. big on that. I often actually say say to clients, consider doing a color dial. I know it seems simple, but a disc, you know, that represents the yeah. day. Yes. And color code it to how much of it goes to work, how much of it goes to scrolling, how much of it goes to exercise. You know, what are the things? So have an actual visual of where you're spending your time and where you're letting your thoughts go. Because you know that you know that quote where your thoughts go, your energy flows. So if you keep yes. if you keep thinking about a negative a relationship that has ended or a friendship that has gone a little bit wrong or a toxic situation, the more mm-hmm. thought you give it, the more energy is is taken up with it. So I think part of the reset is about looking at your life, looking at your relationships, looking at where your time is going, and sort of stepping back and saying, is that really what I want? Okay. And being nice to yourself about it. Also then, so being compassionate, yes. And then looking for kind of patterns. Is this, did I do this before? You know, is this, is this the third time this has happened to me? So look for the pattern. And then after that, it's about, you know, something that people, people don't do a lot of is they often are afraid to kind of acknowledge the feeling, you know, they feel that it's important to 
you know, not not be sad, for example, yes. or, or or not not concede that to themselves even that they that they feel lonely or that they feel angry about something. Yeah. Now the thing is, if you don't. I'm not saying you should be going around all the crying about it or going around being angry with people in an obvious way. But if you don't acknowledge it, you will act it out. So you have no chance of dealing with it until you acknowledge it. So that's part for me of reset. Let the feeling in and write it down. Yeah, I am lonely. I am sad. I am sad about this because of ABC. Write, Write it down for yourself because then you have a chance of letting it through. How deep do you think you should go into that? Because you know yourself, if you start looking for loneliness or you start looking for problems, sometimes you'll find them. Basically, you'll find them every time if you start looking for problems. How deep should you go into it? Should you recognize it and keep going or should you really yes. absorb it? Or what do you think? Yeah, I think you, you, you're, you're right. How deep should you go? Well, let me tell you, if you're over it, it won't come up for you. You won't. Okay. You'll only notice okay. what's not resolved. So whatever comes up, write it down. Whatever you feel about it, write it down. Okay. Then look okay. to see what would I love to change? Where would I love to be? In six months okay. time, in a year's time. It's a bit like just setting a goal. You know, it doesn't mean you head straight for it, but it does mean you have a, an intentional direction. You know, it, it sort of, so you can move then with a kind of intention. So it's not about going too deep. It's just about acknowledging it because people pretend to themselves they're not lonely or they pretend to themselves that they're not sad. And that actually doesn't help them to go forward. Yeah. Okay. So really yeah. just acknowledge it. Yes. Acknowledge from there it. then... Um, so from there then, you know, if they are in a relationship and they've gotten to that stage, they know what they want. They've kind of, mm. I suppose, consciously decided what they want. They are feeling what they feel or looking at patterns and everything. At what stage do they talk to their partner? Do they say to them, look, you know, I'm because you don't want it to be a big thing if it's not a big thing, because uh, sometimes yeah. people can be quite dramatic. Like, would you say to them maybe at that stage, um, I suppose it depends on your partner as well. Would you say to them at that stage, look, you know, I think we could have a better relationship. Yes. Well, you see, I think there's two things there. First of all, maybe mm-hmm. it's you. Maybe, maybe, okay. you're, maybe you're not minding yourself well enough. Maybe you're, you know, maybe you are giving too much away into the relationship. So you need to recheck your boundaries a little bit in that sense. Am I doing enough for me? Because it's not up to other people to do it for you. It's up to you to do it for you. Your duty is to you first. Make yourself happy first. And, you know, care for yourself first. Then within that relationship, then you can operate as a team to make, because the, the two together should be greater than the, the individual parts. Do you know, the happiness yes. together should be more than you can achieve alone. And so then you sit down with your partner and say, look, you know, I've been thinking myself about ABC. Do we need to do more to make, you know, in terms of this relationship? You mm-hmm. know, I've always said review, 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 review. Not a review in a big rigorous way, but it's about, can we do this better? You know, what, what adjustments are we going to make? You, you do need to look at where you're going in a relationship. Some people, you know, they slide off. Maybe they're doing an awful lot of sport. And we all say, oh, that's great. He's great for doing that or she's great for doing that. But maybe yeah. for the other party, they feel a little bit butted out. Maybe they feel they want to support them, but it feels like it's too much. Or priority. There's or too much yeah. family coming in or there's too many friends coming in or there's too much work happening. So those balances have to be spoken. Mm-hmm. I think that's a reset. That's part of the reset. It's both. So it's both individual 
for you first. You've got to do it for yourself first. Mind your time, your energy and all of those things I've mentioned. And then whatever's going on between the two of you, then you start sharing that up. That's how you can begin the reset, I think. What happens if you're the sort of partner that's just like, oh, here we go, this nonsense now again. What's like, what's wrong with you now? You know, that sort of person. Okay, Mm. like I never want to be in a relationship again with that sort of person. But like, what happens if that is the sort of person that you're with? What happens if there is that resistance of everything is fine what are you talking about why are you always making a big deal out of it what Mm. happens in that situation well some people some people like to talk some people don't but um Mm -hmm. a relationship where where people aren't able to talk you know they need to be very very lucky to make that a happy one it's it's tricky you have to be able to share what's going right and what's going wrong and um i think that I would, as they say, resist the resistance. I would, uh, I yeah. would press against that, <laughs> and I would say, yeah. "This is. I'm investing my time and my life in this relationship, and I expect you to give it as much attention as me." That is, that's kind of beautiful, actually, because you know what? If they're not willing to yes. do that, you know, if somebody can't realize who wants to be in a mediocre relationship, I certainly don't. I like. I'd much rather be single a hundred times over than in a relationship that I don't feel this is a little bit special. This yeah. is there's something special, not even a little bit. This is special between Plenty both special and plenty commi- of commitment. And commitment isn't just about rings on the finger. You know, commitment yeah. is about I give you I give you my my time, my energy, my concern. I I, mm-hmm. I I think about you when we're when I'm trying to make decisions that it's going to make our life better. I, I you know I try and create times mm-hmm. where there's fun, where there's crack, where there's social, where there's opportunity for us both to be happy and well. You know, and I I think no, one person you can't have you can't fix, grow, or build fabulous relationships without two people being on board. It's not. Yeah. doesn't happen by accident. Yeah, that's well, that is very true because you do need two people that are, are genuinely interested. I think so, yeah. What are you hearing this time of year, Stephanie, kind of the beginning part of the year? Well, it's funny, you you were saying, um, you were saying there how dating is such a big thing and I can understand that yeah, too, like you say. Explodes now, like it yes. is way first, yeah. Yeah, a few really interesting things that I, I found myself hearing lately and that was... I heard uh, I've been, I suppose, speaking with uh, some lovely, lovely women who are extremely self-critical and Mm -hmm. um, uh, who are some, you know, going for procedures and all sorts of things because they feel they're a bit bit this or a bit that, a bit out of shape or whatever. And and certainly didn't seem that way to me, like nothing in any, you know, gross or very Mm -hmm. obvious way at all, at all. And and a lot of that had had come from. sort of, well, body criticisms, you know, sort of uh, not up to speed. And I was kind of, you know, kind of horrified for them. Uh, And I thought, you know, people need to, we need to be careful that we are our own judge on those things. And so there's a little bit of that. Now, around this time, I know that just popped out because it's something I I felt strongly about Mm -hmm. for that person. But um, more at this time of the year, you find that people are a little worn out. After the Christmas, yes. it's always a busy time on my side as well. I feel myself at the moment, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. Like it's, I, it's like it's coming. Year. It's like a train coming at me. Yeah, I'm oh, just yeah. like, <clears throat> I was so burnt out at the end of the year. Yes. It had been so busy. I didn't take holidays last year. I took little trips mm. here and there. Yeah, but you've uh, done a I bit of resetting, take... haven't you? I, I mean, yeah, I... and I really have, and I really switched off. I'm still not quite ready. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, no, yes. I, you know, and I'm straight back into it. I am back in the office, and I'm still, I'm already matchmaking, and people have dates and everything. But yeah, lovely. Um, 
burnt out. Yeah, so you are mm. finding a little bit of that. Well, there's always um, exhaustion from Christmas and then the sense of, you know, disappointment and, and unhappiness. There can be a lot of that around Christmas and that can be in relationships yes. or with family, all of that. So, uh, and I would say, a bit like yourself, you know, I had a lovely Christmas. I really liked it, but I probably mm. did a lot more work than other Christmases because there was sickness and that around me. And, um, and I found, and I took a leaf from you, I was saying that to you the other day, um, yeah. I, and I just thought I was asking a few women, you know, would you like to go to a spa? Yeah. No, they weren't available. And I thought, okay, fine, I'm going. And uh, yeah, and I just date on your, yourself, yeah, yeah and love I love it. Yeah, not giving Carton. Carton doesn't need sh- shout outs, but I had a lovely um, afternoon there, and I I just really enjoyed it. And I came back came back to my husband, and I said, I feel like I've been on a holiday. It's Monday night, but yeah. I think I'm going to have a glass of wine. It just felt I know I felt like I'd you know really kind of I know reset is the it's word. I, it's yeah. like that. We we call that like a touchstone, you know, when you when you just yes. you drop down, you know, if you just become relaxed mm-hmm. enough, you get this energy bounce. And I really felt I got that. And uh, so much so that I said to myself, I'm going to sort of promise myself that because I tell other people to do it all the time. But I'm going to promise myself that at least every month, probably every two weeks, I've kind of got <laughs> I've already booked it. It is lovely, time. though. Yes. Yeah. I had got good. a special deal. I got a special deal for Glass and Lake House. Uh, it was a Black Friday deal. You know, the way sometimes you can put it out to the group, the, the group chat yeah. and see who can do and who can't. It was like four o'clock in the morning when the thing came in. Mm. And I was like, this is going to be booked out. I'm not messing with it. So I just, I booked two nights for last Sunday and Monday. And I'm going again this week with my family because my sister's still home from Australia from Christmas. Fabulous. And so I went with two friends on Sunday night and they went home to their families the following day and another friend came down to stay with me. Mm. And we were sitting in their heated pool it was four degrees out. I was wearing a bobble I hat. I saw you with your hats hat. on. Yeah, my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we yeah. were drinking champagne from like yeah. paper cups and we had the best time. And there was a little bit of magic in it because it's just being outside and it's yes. so cold outside, but you're so heated and we're just having the fun. Yeah. And girly chats. And I think, you know, if you've lost touch with friends as well over the last couple of years, mm. like meet up with them, have great fun. Now, we are great for going away Um Together. I don't know if you do this, Stephanie, with your friends. On Revolut, we have vaults. And mm-hmm. what we do we is... We save, do you? Yeah, we save together. So yeah. one friend, um, I we save a certain amount each week. And then the, the three of us save um, mm. as well in this. And like, it felt like it was a free trip. Very because nice, yeah. to get out To get out of our vault. It's a lovely idea. And, and you know what? What we're touching on there is also that men don't actually need this. This is not what men, this is not what revives men. But I mean, I do think it's interesting. It really revives me and I think it really revives you. It both... And it's not just the physical thing. It's also the 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 focus on ourselves and the focus on female the chat, switching off. female talk, mm-hmm. switching off. And I think that is a kind of an energy, it's kind of an energy source or a power source that we need to tap into. And I, I definitely am a person, I love male company, and uh, but I'm very fond, deeply fond of friends, my friends and my tennis friends and all that. And and I've always invested yeah. in relationships. And uh, and I yeah. think that's part of your reset is to think about just relationship wise, who you're letting in and who you're letting out. Uh, I've often, you know, again, where your energy is going. Are you giving a lot of energy to situations and people that 
really aren't filling you up that are emptying you out yes. now some of that can be duty and we have to do some of it you know but again mm-hmm. it's well open to revision um, you say filling you up and uh, you know or, or draining you. I, the two yes. words I use if with people are they're either drains or radiators yes so they either drain your energy or they radiate absolutely energy into you mm. um, and I'm actually very lucky to say this that anybody in my life and I really have made conscious decisions down through the years and I've made tough decisions on stepping back from friendships um, especially when I went from we'll say working a normal job to to doing what I do now which is a, you know it's a different type of energy that I need for this you know and I love it yeah. um, and I found around that time you know there was conscious decisions needed to be made and I'm delighted I don't regret any of them you know but I do think there are people friendships yes yeah yeah. um some people are happy for you some people not so much you know um or people get used to you being a particular energy Uh, we'll say I I saw a a lovely thing um I hope I can remember it now as I try and relate it it was uh that some friends and people you know are like booster rockets they're 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 there to get you up but just like on a rocket you they kind of get let go then um and it's not that it's not that you let them go because you're in a kind of a use you've used them Mm -hmm. way but rather they don't survive at that height and I thought it was I know it was a a funny yeah, but image, it's true. But a, f- it's true. a funny image, but just an image that 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 tells you that not everybody has to be with you all the way. No, and, they don't. And, and it's not disrespect. It's it's just reality, you know. I always think as well, true friendships. It doesn't matter how long it's been. Once you when you connect back in with them, it just it just continues on. And I have friends from all different yeah. um, kind of backgrounds. Now, like I I didn't get to see my my school friends. We'll say at all over Christmas. We didn't even send a message. It's actually, thinking the other day, I must send them all a message to see how they are. Um, but like you know, I I the girls that I was away with. I go away with them a lot. We just kind of have that sort of buzz going, you know. That's real um, friendship. And I've, isn't it? Yeah, real and friends. then I suppose. It is. And then you've got friends as well that maybe the kids are very young at the moment and they're just in a slightly different place or they live a little bit further than, you know, an hour or two hours. So it's a, it takes more of an effort to catch up with them, but they're still great friends. And, uh, you know, I could meet them now and talk nonstop for eight hours. So the friendships are good, I think, are, you know, and I think it's important to look after them. And if there are people that you've hmm. kind of um, drifted away from, tap, I think it's a great way to tap back in. Yeah. So one so, of the things. Yes, go. Sorry. One of the things I actually wanted to ask, because we're talking about people in relationships at the moment, and I know it certainly happened to me. If you're, say, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are in relationships and they're quite disappointed by Christmas in that they may have made an effort to buy a very special gift for a partner or do something or spent a lot of time with their family or whatever it is. And maybe really don't think that there was any effort put in or perhaps there was no effort put in. I, I, you know... I heard was listening to somebody on the radio recently and they were talking that about they were at the family Christmas and somebody said to her husband, um, you know, have you got a gift for your wife or, or did you do your gifts already at home? And he was like, oh, no, no, we're not doing gifts this year, you know, whatever it was. And his father looked at him in front of all the family and said, never let that happen again. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, what ha- like. Do you, how do you come back from that? Or how do you say to someone, I'm really just disappointed. You just put no effort in. Well, I would hear that quite often around Valentine's, okay, yeah. around uh, Christmas, around birthdays, that people have a different 
sort of reference point in terms of family and what they bring into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we don't do gifts. We don't, you know, we don't fuss about that. We don't. Yeah. People will always say to me, oh, we don't fuss about birthdays. I fuss about birthdays. I really fuss yeah. about birthdays. I, I think it's important to celebrate yourself. Yeah. And I fuss about Mother's Day. And uh, I think, mm-hmm. you know, sorry, it's, this is, this is the reality. Yes, I, do I expect to be remembered? Yes, I do. If you forget, will you pay? Yes, yes you will. That's how yeah. it is. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it only ever happened once and it's never happened again. And I, I know, imagine. and I'm not saying that in a bossy, bossy way, but like. Oh, know, I get it. I appreciate I, me. I feel I put in the work, so I expect mm-hmm. other people to put in the work. Like, I know a lot of couples have the conversation before Christmas. That's what right. are we do? Like, because we, we said even in the podcast, you know, if it's coming up to Christmas, don't start saying, oh, I'm grand, I'm grand. If somebody mm-hmm. asks you what you want, give them yes. a list of things or say, or I always think well, the that's best helpful. gifts. Yeah, yeah. I always think the best gifts in a relationship is to go and do something together because that's one thing you never spend enough time mm. together or you never spend enough like proper quality time together. Go away yeah. for a night, go organize a date. Like I think that's a lovely mm. thing to do as well is to say to your partner, you organize a date night or date for this month and I'll organize one for later on the month, yes. whatever it is. You know, I, still I think, think I'd much rather that than a scarf and a bottle of perfume okay. that I don't like. Fair, fair enough. But mm. you, and that may be, that's fine for, for you. Well, that could but, be my love language, yeah. Yeah, that's time. you. But um, a lot of people do want the gift. I personally like things yes. in a box and wrapped yes. up. You know, well, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a bit of a kid. With in Brand that. Thomas, yeah, yeah. And ribbon, yeah. <laughs> no, but I really it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be expensive, but it does have to be thoughtful. And yes. and I would encourage that. I'm not saying I'd be you know wicked and horrid about it. And if I, if I was disappointed, and we've all had the odds odd one of those but mm-hmm. I think I think you can you know it's your job to pick up from your partner kind of you know what is important to them you're saying to me I would pick up that you like all those away nights so would, yes. if I can pick it up I'm sure somebody who's your partner can pick it up yeah so but I think if you're disappointed you have to convey it maybe not right there and then like dropping it mm-hmm. into the bin or anything but um you know that later you just say look can we talk about gifts because we're, we you know we need to kind of get this right for each other and um, uh, um, you know, what do you love the most? Okay, you know, and then during the year, you take notice of what people are missing and what they want or what they express an interest in or, and you try, I mean, I have, I have um, one really good friend who is absolutely brilliant at you know, presence. And they always seem to take note mm-hmm. over the year. They must have it on their phone and write it down. Things that you've expressed yes. interest in. And then they follow it up with something. That's a really nice thing. That shows a real, that you're on their mind, that they're really thinking. That's what why gifts are important. And that's why people get disappointed. Because it is an externalization, isn't it? Of what sort yeah. of that you're that That's that person is on your mind you're thinking about them you're wanting to please them and you're finding something that might work now buying them as they say the the bunch of flowers in the garage just doesn't say that so doesn't cut it so that's why gifts are important and yes you might get a wrong one year but you have to work on it for the next time I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I used to work in Boots Pharmacy when I was like between the ages of 15 and 18 when I was in school. Okay. And so I, there was a good few Christmas Eves that I'd be working and the amount of men that come in on Christmas Eve and we'd be closing up at three and it'd be quarter to three and there'd be a line of 20 <laughs> men wanting to buy whatever was left on the shelf. And I remember saying, like what used to always happen is guys be like, just give me anything, just, give, just wrap it up and just give me anything. And honest to God, they would get the most expensive perfume as in I would make mm. them get because I just thought to myself if this is your partner at least you can have the really nice perfume yeah. and so they were like what about that and I'm like oh you wouldn't 
wouldn't be giving them that. And I honestly would like, now at the time, it was like Chanel's and stuff like that. I'd be like, yeah, and you might you might as well get the body lotion and the whole act. Because I just thought to myself, you're if thinking he thought of the woman. so little about it, yeah, I really was. And I remember my mum used mm. to be like, "That you're right for that and everything. But I just, yeah. you know... It's the effort. It's the actual. It's yeah. the. It's the thought of love. And everybody doesn't learn that at home. No. And that's what you have no. to accept. Somebody isn't trying to be cruel or unkind. They just maybe don't know, or they haven't seen it, or nobody has done that for them. We've talked a yes. lot about that earlier, about modelling kind of what you want. So yes. when they see how you deal with with birthdays, and when they see how you're, if you're thoughtful and are, you know, are thoughtful in your gift, they, you know, you're upping the game and. And they will respond, you know, and if they're not able so to respond, brilliant. well, there you've got a question, you know, you maybe give them, the, yes. you know, you give them the signal, you give them, you flag it. And and if they can respond to it, good and well, if they can't, you have to decide or judge or see if it's worth arguing about. Personally, I think gifts are worth arguing about because I think they are something that you're going to have to deal with for your whole life together. Well, it's also it's kind of the level of energy that I expect from you. Yes, you know if you know, and how much it is kind of a reflection of how what do you think of me and our relationship, and how much you're if they're putting in the effort. Invest. Great if they're not, yeah, exactly, yeah, absolutely. If you find it difficult, keep the list, make the list, and you know what? If you can't mm-hmm. do that, get some advice. Yes, do you yeah, know? Absolutely. Go to somebody and ask them. Ask your best friend. Ask somebody who seems to be good at this. But you know, try not to disappoint each other. You do have to put the effort in. That is the simple truth. I mean, you know, I'm I'm 30 years into a relationship. I still have to remember and think and work it out. You know, I mean, yeah. because you've bought all those presents, you've bought all those Christmases, all those birthdays, and you still don't mm-hmm. want it to be just something dead ordinary. So it does take does take effort. What happens, okay, so you're after going through Christmas and they haven't bought you anything, okay? And you are kind of fed up with the whole thing. You're not appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've tried to communicate with them. They're not communicating with you. But you've put in all this energy over the years. Say it's the opposite. They're like, you know, I have so many memories. And we have kids together. And we have a mortgage together and everything like that. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there just completely disillusioned and are like, I, what left is, what is left to give? Like, is I think sometimes at that stage, people are just kind of comfortable in their own lives. And like there's what very often what happens is um, like I heard recently um, Jordan Peterson talking about we only start over in life two, maybe three times. And I know we're very much encouraged to nurture a relationship and, you know, keep it going and just don't walk away and don't give up and everything like that. But I'm sure there's cases where you just like. Just stop, just, you know. Mm. This is the year. This is the year I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to go on holidays with that person again. I don't want to go to their family events. Um, Like, it's a hard decision to make. Massive. I mean, ending a relationship is massive, Um, especially if they're children. It doesn't really matter. I think, you know, once you're 10 years in, Mm -hmm. anything after that, it's absolutely huge. But I think that... uh, you know, you're saying if there's a disappointment after Christmas, well, you know, it's a bit like the disappointment people felt after the pandemic. You know, they'd been kind of stuck together yeah. all the time. And there was an increase in separations for sure. And and maybe that's fine. You know, you know, relationships had a test. That was the test. And maybe many relationships just didn't withstand the pressure of it. Many others did, you know. So Christmas is a bit like that. It's a bit of a test. It's like when you go on holidays with people, you know. You get a lot of exposure and at the end of it, you kind of go, hmm, maybe this needs to change. Now, that's what Reset is about also for you. You know, uh, you, I'm not saying you, Mairead, but for 
you know, for each of us. Every, yeah. You step back, you listen to yourself, you connect with what you're not happy with and what you are happy with. We've talked a lot about your energy source and your power source. Where do you get your own? Where, where does your own joy come from? Where does your own energy come from? Is it girls? Is it friends? Is it, you know, activities? Is it your career? Is it your sport? What is it? Spend the time in it. Start pleasing yourself before you keep putting energy into pleasing others. I would say to anybody, step back and do that for six months before you make decisions because you might be just emptied out. Your partner may be also a bit flat. There can be lots going on. You know, we're talking here about a relationship that goes on quite a bit. If you're in the first six months of a relationship and you are disappointed with Christmas, that's a red flag. Yes. In my view. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Don't be sticking yes, things together, holding things together that look like they're fractured at the beginning. No. Put that person and that relationship completely off the off the page. That would be my my view. The statistic I had at the beginning of the show there or at the beginning of the podcast, um, studies from American law firms have shown that divorce rates can rise by up to one third after Christmas, leading for some people to refer to January as divorce month. And that's why I asked the question, you know, what happens when you just had enough? Like, I think this time of year, the whole podcast we're doing today is on reset, how to reset a relationship, how to reset um, life. Like, I know this is a love and relationships podcast and we're trying to help and increase love. But I, again, I'd much rather somebody we help people to make the decision that's right for people and um, just instead of what's socially acceptable for people. A lot of people are coming to me at the moment um, wanting to start dating. For some of them, they haven't dated for a long time. For some, they um, are widowed maybe six, seven, eight years and they're told to themselves over Christmas, I need to get back out there started. Yeah. For some people, they think they dated last year. They went on a few dating apps and are exhausted by it, but actually they weren't actively dating because to be actively dating, I think you should be focusing or trying to be go on at least a minimum of one date a month and mm. um, being proactive. For a lot of people out there, they won't do online dating. They said it's grim. They, you know, it's not for them. It's, um, you know, degrading, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. for other people, they just don't know where to start. So that's kind of what mm. I'm getting at the moment for January. And people, they're coming from all different angles. And yes. I absolutely hear all of their stories they yeah. they're in wherever place they are and they would like to find long-term real love yeah um and that is difficult because the sort of person that listens to a podcast like this they are more conscious and more aware of the type of relationship they want they are more conscious maybe of themselves and the type of person that they are maybe have done a little bit of work on themselves so then going out into the big bad world of dating and you're meeting people that may be completely unaware of their own life or completely unaware of their own lifestyle work too hard um, you know, I get a lot of guys and when, or a lot of people when I ask them about what they like to do for fun. Some guys, they might be like, well, I like to play golf. I like to watch football. I like to, you know, it's very masculine. There's no room for like that feminine energy within it. And then sometimes I meet ladies and they, everything in their life is like super feminine. And there's no, I just don't see where it could merge up to yeah. having masculine energy within their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, start restarting and resetting. Like that's what we're talking about yes. in order to get from where they are to where they want to be. Yeah. And I mean, what you're saying is we do want, of course, we're trying to enhance, enhance love by saying reset. If I can just say something on that, 
two things. I think if you're trying to reset your relationship, a very good thing, apart from this standing back and looking at yourself and creating mm. space, it's also about starting something new together is a very good thing for couples to do. If you're trying to Definitely, kind of, yeah. you know, energize it a little bit again, it's, a, you know, yeah. something new. Maybe you start running together. Wouldn't be for me, but, you know, start, you know, something I did years ago, myself, and my husband, we started cycling. We went on cycle trips to France and we it's it just became a whole new thing that we'd never done. Either of us had never done individually. And now we do yes. it together. And it is a big love. I mean, anybody who follows me on Instagram know I'm never, I'm always on the bike. I just, I just love the whole thing yeah. of it. And uh, obviously it's, it's very nice to be doing it in, in good weather. But, um, you know, in the West of Ireland, it's just amazing. So, but it's also this thing about being together, doing something new, finding something where, so that's an energy source, you know, as a couple for us. I think that mm-hmm. if, so we're talking about energizing it and, and resetting the, the relationship, but Remember, sometimes it doesn't work and nobody is nobody's going to leave a marriage or a big relationship, you know, a long term relationship without there being quite a process of starts, restarts, resets, try again, fix this, fix that. That will in almost every relationship that I've ever dealt with, that is goes on for at yeah. least two years before somebody says this probably has to end. So, uh, yeah, so it's a two year run in to a, a separation normally, minimum, minimum. And yes. I've always said this, nobody leaves a relationship like that or a, you know, a marriage like that lightly. It is difficult on everyone. And of course, it's yes. a tiny bit easier on the person who finally makes the decision rather than the person to whom the decision falls on, if you like. And, yeah. but, you know, we're not trying to to just stick people together. We're trying to just highlight the things. I think that maybe get a little less airing. And uh, and today, yeah, I kind of like that, Maraid. I thought it was, I I think it's kind of good that uh, people look at resetting and just remember to take responsibility for yourself. You know, people are often very good at pointing the finger outwards and saying, you know, you don't do this and you don't do that and you don't do that. Yeah, but what do you do? You know, you can, you can, you can bring change into your relationship without it being a criticism of your partner. You can kind of forge change, ask for change, invite change, invite the other person to go with you on a different journey, take up a new sport together, take up a something, theatre, film, whatever it is, do something new. That would be my honest advice. Can I actually, it's funny because you and I, we kind of just, we just said we wanted to discuss this today. I prepared a few bits here and I'm going to go through them now. And you have obviously, you know, talked about it, the way the the questions have led. Okay. But it's funny how I'm going to, you're going to laugh in a moment because what I prepared and what you prepared, even though we did it completely separately, because I'm coming from the point of view of people wanting to find new love and, you know, being more successful maybe in their dating and can I just remind people success in dating is not being in a relationship success in dating is being happy wherever you are is definitely what I would think I'd much rather people are single for 10 years than in the wrong relationship for 10 years but um it's funny the first thing you said is taking time for yourself and the first thing I've written here is you know being clear on who you are where you are in your life and what you want from your life and it's it's when you were saying it earlier I was kind of laughing to myself like that's very similar to what I'm going to say in a little while but being clear on where as well and on the type of person you would like to meet. I think if you're starting out on your journey or if you're resetting, um, you know, who do you want to be with? Like, even if you're in your relationship, who do you want to be with? But I take that from the point of view of how do you want to feel? Like, you don't want to feel controlled. You don't want to feel any of the negatives. You want to feel happy. You want to feel um, appreciated. You want to feel that, you know, 
all of those lovely things that people come to me for when they're looking for matchmaking or for their partner, um, I think is very important. The next thing I have down here, and you're saying starting something with your partner, the very second thing I have is have more fun and be more fun. Start new things. If you don't have, like very often when people come to me for matchmaking, I say to them, you know, what do you like to do for fun? And they don't know. They don't have it because when we were kids, we had a lot of pastimes for, for a lot of people they were busy, they were working, they were concentrating on career, they may have yeah. moved locations. So I would say certainly have more fun, start new things. Um, I think I've talked about it before, but I started golf just after lockdown, yeah. um, did a bit of yoga. I'm dying to do cookery classes this year and I want to do them in groups and I'm going to maybe organise some fun days out with, with loads of people mm. and we might do it through this either. Um, and also as well, I joined um, the first responders and I've never mentioned that before, but I wanted to give something back. And I've, I around this time last year, I joined my local community, first responders. And so I'm on call helping save lives um, and kind of and assisting the ambulance service. It's a great thing to do. I, and I bet it's incredibly satisfying. You know, it is in incredibly satisfying. It mm. is. Like, it's very difficult. It's either work for you or not. Mm. Like you're mm. called out at two o'clock in the morning to do mm. CPR on someone and you're talking to people in their very worst moment because as soon as the paramedics arrive then you're going straight into the family to try and get more information medical Mm -hmm. history everything but 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 you are meeting a huge amount of people and it's very but I know we said fun okay so it's not fun I would say but it is very rewarding so if you are single because uh, or if you are you know looking to do something within your local community it's there's there's CFR groups community first responders all over Ireland so you know Mm. do that yeah absolutely Um, another thing you said there is look at patterns Mm. so again if you're starting out in your journey why are you single because let's face it all of our lives are is a a collection of a thousand decisions and a thousand things we have and have done and a thousand things we haven't done um, throughout our lives so you know looking at patterns why are you single like how Mm. come some people are single long term. Some people can jump from relationship to relationship and very happily do that. I, I don't think that's a good thing either, just jumping from relationship to relationship. But, you know, just looking at patterns, which you also did. And then the art of communication. Uh, I got a message off a lady the other day um, on Instagram two days ago. I was away, so I haven't got to respond to her yet. But she said to me, what is the story with online dating and people not being able to have a proper conversation? So I think for everybody, mm-hmm. potentially increasing the way they communicate if you are having a conversation with somebody listen to them listen to them to listen not listen to them to yeah. answer using people's names um there's and lots maybe of different being things. a little less defensive i know that a little seems, less def- yes you know two, two things just when you when you were speaking there it, it really struck me the thing of trying new things so important but also you know, not just as a couple, but for yourself and your own development. I mean, yes. that's what I see in, in what you're saying there. We have to keep developing to be interesting, to make our lives interesting. That's our responsibility. Yes. Nobody else's. And if your life is interesting, you know, you're it, it, it sort of breathes off you. You know, people can feel it from you. It's a completely different energy that you're you have things to do. You have things you love to do and you don't rely on other people to do those things. That's a really important skill in life. And and it's a yeah. place that people should work on. You know, and funny, I used to do well-being talks and uh, still do them corporately a lot. And I always say every year you try something new because 
You yes. don't know you like it. You think you might like it or you think you might hate it, but you will love it. You know, so something that you just can't know until you get closer to it. So get closer to it. Look what you've done there with the, yes. that's that um, first responders. And it's hugely mm-hmm. um, satisfying. So I think that one, that is really important. And the last thing, if I can say um, on it is you can't reset your life your well-being, your love life or your life itself without some quietness and some space. And what Christmas gave everybody and those in-betweens, what do they call those days in between? That's what actually happens, that life forces a kind of a gap and people can hear themselves a little more. And Mm -hmm. that's why people are able to make resolutions because they kind of instinctively look at life. I know it's the new year and all that, but there is a dynamic going on there that uh, quietness to some quietness has been has been sort of how would I say forced upon us and so if you want to reset as life goes on throughout I often say I'm not very interested in resolutions I'm more interested in monthly checks I would say yes create some consistency for yourself and Mm -hmm. listen to yourself that's how you reset I think that's really important. I think consistency to a certain extent, and I suppose that's why people think of resolutions and I don't I don't think resolutions are the way to go, but I think a little bit of consistency in meeting with friends, having fun, you know, uh, step by step. And that's the thing about resetting as well is it is resetting. It's not just this once off trip, you know, you're better off to go on a few different trips a year than just one big four week trip in January, that sort of thing, you know, yes. to, to take time out. Um, and appreciating your friendships and relationships. Um, I actually looked up and I think it's a great book for anybody that is starting out on dating uh, or going on a date and nervous about the conversation. Um, and also as well, I think it's no harm for friendships and relationships um, because some people are better at communicating and some people are better at listening. But the the book I always recommend is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Dale Carnegie and like it's it's nearly 100 years old I'd say at this stage Mm. there's six ways to make people like you um, and it's it's not all about like, but I do think it's the art of great conversation. Become genuinely interested in other people. Smile. I think the amount of people that come to me for matchmaking that as they're walking towards me, you know, I'm like, are they scared? Are they angry? What's going on? So actually smiling. Uh, remembering the person's name. Uh, they say that the person's name is their sweetest um, and most important sound in any language to them. So, mm. you know, saying their name properly. Yeah, it is. And like, oh, yeah. that's name why being even remembered is hugely important. You know, mm. you see it sometimes on first dates and I can't watch first dates because it's like just being at work all day. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, sometimes when they forget their name, they're they're really mm. bad at it. Um, things then as well, like be a good listener, encourage the others to talk about themselves. In a conversation, they say it should be 50-50. If, it's, if you're very good and very engaging conversations, they should talk 60% of the time, you 40% of the time. That's actually the right yes. balance for it to be a good conversation. A person that talks a little bit more, or if you listen better, they're probably going to come away more satisfied from the conversation than the person that actually talked less. Um, talk in terms of the other person's interests, like genuinely listen to them. Ask. Um, yeah. About their interests and ask and be genuinely interested. And then make the other person feel important but do it sincerely 
Yes. And I think all of those things help. So even if it's within your own relationship, even if you're married, even if you're in a long-term relationship, just pressing, pressing reset. But that can also travel through to friendships. That's the art of a great conversation. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And what you're saying is remaining kind of open-hearted and, and, and open in terms of being interested in each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think we've got that sorted. Yeah, thank you. Great conversation <laughs> as always. Thank you, Mairead. Happy New Year to you. You too, Stephanie. Happy New Year. 